The Cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who, uh, well, he gets weirded out by Mr. Mimes. Welcome, Jacob. Well, who wouldn't? <laughs> Let's be honest here. It's like, come on, just tell me what you know! <laughs> Why, thank you. Let me introduce our co-host, a man who uh, has had a long day and just needs a cup of coffee, or 10, or 20, or maybe an entire pot. Welcome, Drew. Only if it's got a good shot of chocolate. Oy. If we're being honest. Uh, I gotcha. Also joining us today is a man who, unfortunately, we've had a little hard time getting to hear because I, I, there's some sort of interference. I'm not sure if it is. Josh, are you there? If it, if it. I'm not sure what this is. Dila, you have any idea what's going on? Wait, what, what, say that again? You're saying an Eevee is talking to us? Huh? But you can translate. How can you translate? Okay, you've got a point that where your sound effects came from. Okay, fine. Uh, well, then go ahead and start translating for us, Dila. Okay, can, can you hear me? Yes, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, finally. I... Okay, guys, I've had a hard time. Okay, yeah, you've got a little bit of explaining yeah, to do. do. I mean, you'd, okay. there was an Eevee on the call a minute ago? Yeah, yeah why that, do you that, sound that, like that, a Pokemon? That, why is Dila having to translate you? Okay, so you remember back in like February, whenever, y'all like didn't invite me onto the wrestling movie. My apologies <laughs> once again for that, but what happens? Happens? <laughs> it, was a, it was a preset deal. And uh, so I got invited to some company in Rhyme City. He was like, hey, I want you to test my new technology. I was like, oh, cool. I like helping people. He put this weird thing on my head. It activated. Next thing I knew, I'm an Eevee. You're an Eevee. I'm an Eevee. That, okay, that's interesting. Okay, I've got some suggestions for you before this goes much farther. Stay away from any evolutionary stones. It's a good idea. I've been agreed there. Uh, also, make sure you're not making too much friendship when, during either the sun or the night. That could go one of two ways. That could be True. trouble. Yeah. Uh, stay away from any grass, uh, any moss stones or ice stones. You don't want to level up there. That would cause you more yeah, trouble. No, 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 I haven't been getting into many battles. Thankfully, that's good. Yeah, I know, I know there's not many battles in Rhyme City. The, the one Except the underground stuff. The one that's going to be worse for y'all is going to be as if you somehow. I, I still don't get how this works out of, outside of that one game. You get enough hearts and somehow turn into Sylveon. Yeah, that, that's. I don't know how that works outside I, of that I, I one. I think I actually have game. to have a trainer for that, but. Uh... Yes, you might want to stay away from that. We don't need you going magical girl on us. No, yeah, don't do that. That, that would be that would be weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah be a little yeah. more. That'd be a bit odd. <laughs> so, any idea how much longer you're going to be stuck as an Eevee in Rhyme City? That, I don't know. I think I heard them saying something about uh, 
like another hour or so. It's weird. Okay. okay. Even I don't, I don't I, know. Well, interesting. Hmm. Well, before we go too much farther, we do need to answer our <laughs> trivia question yes. for this week. Which was, uh, how many years is there between Pokemon Detective Pikachu and Pokemon the mo- first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back? Jacob, do you know the answer to this? I think it's like 20 years, I think. Maybe. Josh? I would stick with what I said uh, when I answered it, which it's really hard to type with these little paws, but <laughs> uh, I said 22 years, I believe, or something like that. Y'all no, are 20 both years, 20 years. Yeah. Y'all are both close hmm. because the line in the movie literally says less than 20. Oh, okay. So less, less than, 20. than less than 20 so, years since so he was caught eight, in Kanto. So 18, 20. 19, and I think it's, 18, I think it's 19, probably closer 19. to 18 because he was, cl- he said he was cloned by in Kanto bought from Mew. And there's probably what a year between when he was cloned and when he escaped and Mewtwo strikes back. Something, Something like, that. like that. So yeah, so probably closer to like eighteen years, maybe. Yeah, just to play yeah. it safe. Uh, but to go through what people actually answered, uh, Stephanie Russell says, "If you mean canonically in the lore timeline, I think it takes place within in, within the same two or three ish years." No, there's at least twenty years because yeah. Ash is not in this movie at all. <laughs> or is Thankfully. he? No, he's not. Oh, he isn't. Okay. He isn't. They intentionally. This is this is not something I included in the trivia, mm. but uh, Game Freak specifically requested that Ash not be in this movie in any way, shape, or form. Oh, okay. They didn't want to mess with anything canonically with that storyline. Oh, okay. Uh, Paul J. Powers says, which apparently it's today's, uh, as the, the day we're recording this, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Paul. Uh, he says, yep. oh, I thought you meant in Pikachu's world. How much time passed between the end of the first movie and him becoming a detective? Well, if that was your answer, that would be a month. Something like that. <laughs> be got? No, no, I, I read that wrong. That wouldn't be a month. It'd still be 20, nearly 20 years. Because it's a different Pikachu, too. It is different Pikachu. Uh, Ashley Cronenbetter says 21 years. She says she remembers the first feature film coming out in 1998 and the other coming out in 2019. She asked if she was close. Eh, you're close. Close. Close, close, close. Uh, B Sheffield said, oof, I remember watching the original when I was only three, but I know it came out before I was born and now, and I know detective Pikachu came out in 2019. Yeah. So I'm going to say 21 years, maybe 20, give or take a couple months. You're making people B, feel old. It made B. me feel really old. Cause I remember <laughs> when this came out, when I was in high school, the original one. Oh my gosh. Uh, Stephanie Russell also guessed 25, and then Paul J. Powers said, more than one. More than one? <laughs> so, yeah, Paul, at the very last, went straight to the uh, Price is Right answer of guessing the lowest possible number in hopes that nobody would pass him, which technically he got. So congratulations, Paul J. Powers. Yay, you for- technically won, because you're the only one to guess less than 20. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man man oh man oh man that's awesome <laughs> so jacob what, if, what how are you doing man i'm doing pretty good uh weekend was pretty good when i date with a girlfriend uh went to Lucky dog yeah 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, let me rephrase. Lucky Growlith. <laughs> rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> Either way, great time. Um, uh, week's been pretty good so far. Uh, me and Ashley, my girlfriend, are going to go to Dallas to go watch a Star's game on uh, this Saturday. And uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. Okay. Other than that, it's doing this work and church and all that. Okie dokie. What have you been up to? You're looking at it. <laughs> so sitting here all day. No, not quite. Sometimes I'm on the, uh, the the beanbag chair that Stitch is on right now. So you're a couch potato. Not quite. I mean, it's, it's been a busy uh, week because I'm currently doing long days. Yes. And literally a lot of times it's I get off work and I immediately go do the other thing I would normally be doing that night. And then I come home and watch what I've been, one of the things I've been watching Power Rangers. Because it allows my brain to uh, rest. But uh, other than that, yeah. I've, I'll just go ahead and, well, no, I'm not going to go into it. I haven't been doing a whole lot. Uh, Josh, what have you been doing while you've been stuck in Rhyme City as an EV? Yeah, exactly. Well, thankfully, somehow I'm able to watch stuff from back home still. Don't ask me how that works. I, I he props up his phone it. on the ledge, just looks at it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, I, I mean, Pokemon, uh, Eevee Paws can operate a touch screen. Exactly. Yes. So, I mean, I haven't been doing much. You know, this weekend watched a uh, whole bunch of wrestling because it was WrestleMania. Yes, I heard about that. We won't talk about my feelings on the show. Uh, <laughs> I, I will put it this way: one of the nights the, was much the, better than the previous one. Did the muscular, muscularly sweaty soap opera make you have feelings? It did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! I mean, with the best best part of the weekend, of course, being uh, Friday night. Yeah, Friday night with the Hall of Fame ceremony, watching mm. a uh, wrestler I watched for many many years get inducted into the hall of fame after his 30 year career mm-hmm. his friday uh, night is good a good night for part for fighting yes <laughs> well i mean there was no fighting on that show this was of purely course. a hall of fame oh, of course uh, but for anyone wondering yes it uh, was the undertaker like yeah. very iconic name in wrestling I'm sure he took some stuff under. Yeah. Oh, he did. He did. <laughs> he took a lot of uh, stuff under. Yes. <laughs> this shows how much I know about wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I enjoy wrestling for the pure fact, knowing that it's fiction, knowing mm. that these are buried. Don't tell him that. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. What do, what do you mean fiction? It's, it's he, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, he, you know how he is. Yeah. He got, I don't know. <laughs> But either way, Jacob I'm, is literally going to be in the dark all night long. <laughs> Next, you're going to tell me that Deli Bird's not real. How else is Santa Claus going to get his gifts to all the little boys and girls? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that Digimon's better than Pokemon. Oh, here we go again. Ah, <laughs> uh, we don't need to get into this. <laughs> it still reminds me we need to do that little side episode yes, thing we thought yes, we talked about. Yes, we do at some point. At some point. Explaining the differences for those who don't know between Pokemon and Digimon, because there are differences. There yes, are. a lot of differences. 
Oh, you think you know it, Dilip? Okay, I guess, Dilip, that is fair. You did nearly get us trampled to death by Seedramon. Yeah. And Thanks yet, for that. And, you, and yet you talk in Pokemon sound effects, or Game Boy Pokemon sound effects over here. Yeah. And you can translate an Eevee, which is my cousin. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, could you say that again, Dilip? I'm s- it was the fastest thing I could find, Dila, to get get you to talk. I'm sorry. It's not my fault I'm the only one who can understand you. That should be nice. <laughs> she says, hush, Jacob. <laughs> Down boy. <laughs> okay, thankfully he didn't say the other thing. <laughs> what, sit boy? <laughs> 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 it's like seriously guys come on <laughs> anyway uh i have been watching like i said earlier i've been watching some power rangers of course watch detective pikachu mm-hmm. also started a new television show last wednesday called moon knight oh yeah that was-, was a that was a very good episode it was odd, but it was good. Okay, so you are actually keeping up. I did. W- yes, I'm doing the nerdy thing and watching the first episode <laughs> when it comes out. You should be watching all of it. It's not that hard to keep up. In fact, it's harder it when you get behind to get that, caught up. That is true. He's that is so true. But anyway. Either, but either or. Keep up with Mandalorian. I'm just saying. Oh, you mean Grogu and Friends? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what, Star- that's what the Star Wars shows have been so far is Grogu and Friends, which I'm fine with if we're going to be honest. I'm curious how they're going to work Grogu into Obi-Wan. They'll find a way. He'll show up somehow. Somehow. Someone's, he's got to be saved he's somehow from Order 66. That is true. So I've maybe that's what Obi-Wan is doing. <laughs> Why he has all, to leave all the de- All everything detours to Grogu. As, that's, yeah, at this point. <laughs> um, also saw a rather dark movie friday night yeah about a certain vampire who was fighting matt smith which for is the opposite of how normally the doctor who goes because it's usually doctor who the doctor has to stop the vampires okay. not the vampires turning doctor who into another vampire hmm. spoiler alert Yes, Matt Smith is playing the villain. <laughs> yes. Um, the show, the movie is Morbius, which a lot of people have poo-pooed on. I'm going to say there are a lot worse Marvel movies that have been made that you mm. people are obviously forgetting. One of them I watched Saturday. The original Howard the Duck. Oh, jeez. Oh, I remember watching I, it as a kid. I feel stupider for having watched it. <laughs> I feel like I have lost brain cells. Where did you watch it? I rented it on Apple TV. Oh, fun. Yeah, five bucks the... and I'll never get back. <laughs> First time I watched that movie was at church. What? How? <laughs> just it, had to church. it had to have been the censored version because there is no it was, there, it was nudity it, in that movie. No, there was no it wasn't like during Sunday school or anything. It was like in between services or something. Oh, okay. Still, it would have had to have been like the edited for TV version. Yeah, and and knowing the pastor of that church, (laughs) he didn't know about it. (laughs) He does now. (laughs) You're assuming that he listens to the podcast. Uh, You never know. You never know who's listening. (laughs) 
You'll know if next time you talk to him, oh, he, wonders, yeah. he wonders what, how on earth you've turned into one of those devil Pokemon. <laughs> send, send the link immediately to my, my Karen. Because you got to remember, Pokemon was like at the tail end of the satanic panic. That is true. It was. Very uh, true. Which oh, I don't even gosh. remember this. I only have heard about it afterwards. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Uh, of course, I've been playing some... Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen is normal, right? Dragon Quest eleven on Monday nights on the stream. Uh, just finally got to where a certain knight finally joins the party. Mm. Kind of saying this for Josh's benefit since he wasn't in the in the game in the stream last night. Cause mm-hmm. Apparently, because he was turned into an Eevee. Yeah, that's a big part of it. it it's kind of it's kind <laughs> it's kind of hard to control a gaming controller when he's got paws. He doesn't have to watch a gaming controller. It's just he probably had a, a hard time talking in chat. Yeah, exactly. Would be my guess. Yeah. You know how hard it is to type with little paws. <laughs> I imagine it's very tough. It's 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 really difficult, guys. It's mm. the struggle is real. Yeah. I also on Saturday I made it all the way to Monster Town and Super Mario RPG. Uh, so, you know, very, very soon I'll be getting close to a certain cameo of five multicolored characters or certain reference to those that may have something to do with what I've been watching a lot of recently. <laughs> Maybe the big bad beetleboards. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. There are, there are, I mean, Beatles have made so many other appearances in this game already. It would only make sense that they'd continue it. <laughs> The big bad the big bad beetle axums. BR axums. BR axums. Braxums for short. Braxum. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is getting silly now. <laughs> you um, think? <laughs> Jacob, what have you been watching? Okay. So uh so over at Bible study, we normally do on Sunday night, we watched a little more of Kobasu- Konosuba. 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 <laughs> hilarious not for kids at all yeah uh so agreed we, yeah so i want i finished watching this well, this was a disappointment to me so i'm watching uh transformers prime on netflix i love Transform- transformers prime just amazing storytelling and so i get to the end of season one it lives on this really glif- really great cliffhanger i'm not gonna spoil it for anybody but there is no season two there's no season two on netflix there's three seasons of this. I've watched it Ooh. all. And it's not on that. And you, you, it, it ends naturally on a cliffhanger. Or you said this was the end of season one. The, the end of and season- they don't have season two or three, which do exist on there. Correct. Okay. Netflix, you need to get back on the ball. Exactly. You know, transformer rollout. Get it out there. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So uh, this is a show that came out in the early aughts of the 2000s. And I just love it it's a really really cool show it's called kim Bossful. it's on uh disney plus uh i've always liked the show i thought it was really cool and we reviewed the movie back oh a year yeah ago. absolutely absolutely go check drama. that go check that one on the uh the archives you want to go listen to that one like in Jan- it was a uh, january of 2021 is where we did it along with a bunch of other uh, uh disney tune studio that's movies. right yeah oh. that's right Actually, I think it, we specifically called it... No, it was Disney Toon, because we had yeah. some stuff that was not Disney Channel original, but anyway. Right. So yeah, I'll watch that. I think I'm go- currently going through season one. It's really good. Also, I watched Moon Nine on Disney+. Plus. That was really interesting. It was a bit odd. 
not knowing any of the lore or anything and just watching strictly from a from a movie from a television standpoint it's interesting it's very unique how they do the character and the multiple personalities he has yeah i appreciate how they only followed the story from one of those multiple personalities mm-hmm. and you were just as confused as he was when he would randomly wake up on, in the, yeah exactly in the middle of a uh, in the middle in, in a cupcake truck <laughs> yeah exactly it's like well my <laughs> yeah it's like oh the stupid one's back <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that that was great but um so yeah I, I thoroughly enjoyed moon Knight, and i'm looking forward to tomorrow night watching it when i get back from church all right so jacob i believe it's time for the interrogation yes all right so oh you want me to start yeah lead up okay josh we are very much aware especially since you're an eevee right now yeah that you are a pokemon fan no just a little bit you you see you see that little hat on top of its head yes (laughs) yeah it's head i like that yeah it's head (laughs) so uh any Pokemon fan has to be aware that a game is coming out later this year. I mean, a main series game is coming out later this year, right? Yes. Which which raises two questions. First off, are you going Scarlet or Violet? Oh, Violet. There, there's never a question in my mind. My favorite color is finally a Pokemon game. Come on. Your favorite color being purple. Exactly. All right. Mm. Just wanted to make sure. Mm. Which then is the brings us to the other question that any aspiring Pokemon tr- uh, gamer is has to be asking right now, since we do know who our three starters are. Are you going with uh, Sprigatito, Fuecoco, or Quaxley as your starter Pokemon? Right, I have no idea who the, these characters. Oh, let me are. let me answer that. The uh, Sprig- <laughs> Sprigatito is a grass cat Pokemon. Meow. Uh, is a grass type and uh, it weighs about nine pounds and is about a foot tall. Oh, uh, okay. Ferocious grass kitty. Yes. <laughs> Fuecoco is uh, kind of a lizard, a, a crocodile, fire crocodile thing. Wow. <laughs> he's a foot, about a foot tall and weighs 21 pounds. So he's a heavy guy. Mm. And then Quaxley is a water duck. <laughs> and looks suspiciously like Donald. Yes. <laughs> which, <laughs> which means I really do hope he casts magic type attacks and can't heal because that would just be on par <laughs> but he weighs 13 pounds and is about a foot at point uh one, one foot one foot eight inches wow tall. okay so between those three J- uh, josh who's your starter really because you had to have thought about it since, since i've it was thought about it. it it is still kind of a toss-up for me between sprigatito and uh quaxley understandable because i love cats so understandable want to go with that but at the same time quaxley is just such a great name quaxley yeah i agree i can see this very unique i i haven't really made my decision either i'm leaning towards sprigatito because you know cat pokemon Mm -hmm. but i do like the concept of Quaxley. I'm not really too hip right now on Fuecoco, but a lot of my decisions gonna be. I think is gonna have to wait until I at least get an idea as to what they evolve into later on. Right. Because 
if we get another fighting an, another wrestling cat, I may not be happy. Because <laughs> this is that would be that what far. the that third point. time. <laughs> That'd no, be right up Josh's alley. It'd only be the second time it's been a wrestling cat. True. I I, I, I suspect we're going to get another the 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 fire the the gator is going to be a firefighting combo because that's they love that combination. They but do. depending on where they go with uh, Sprigatito, I may go Sprigatito. Ah. And it has been like a long time since I've done a grass type. Oh, okay. I'd, I'd just be like, just based on this information, I know exactly who I'd pick. Exactly. Right on the money. I know exactly who it's going to be. Drum roll, please. I bet it's Agumon. Gobamon! <laughs> you were close. You I was close. close. You were close. You were close. <laughs> Either way. Anywho, Dila expresses her uh, disdain for your choice. Yeesh. <laughs> Apparently, she also wishes to be the very best like no one ever was. Okay. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. I'm assuming. You're assuming she said that. Okay. And apparently, I assumed correctly. Ah, okay. So, anyway. All right. So, going back to interrogation. All right. So, ever since you are a huge Pokemon fan, what series uh, have you watched most of the series? Not are really. you just more just a gamer? I'm more into the games than the anime. I kind of fell off the anime when they never got rid of Ash. Yeah, and they're never uh, that, going to. That now. is true. It's their 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 icon character, except Pikachu. Well, I right. mean, he's lasted. He's a 12-year-old who has 20 years of experience. <laughs> no, that sir, is true. Sir, so oh he is literally what he, every he, employer is looking for right now. He, that he is, is still canonically 10. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That'd be a nightmare. A tween How? for 20 years. <laughs> but but here's, here's the problem I have with that canonical thing about him still being, you say 10. I still think he's 12. But uh, that means. Episode one of Black and White, they said 10-year-old Ash Ketchum. That's bullcrap. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> somebody wasn't paying attention to the script, but that but that does mean that by all technical accounts, Ash has gone through the Indigo League, the Orange Island League, Johto League, the Hoenn, Hoenn. League, the Seno, uh, well, uh, yeah, the uh, Unova League, the. Um, Oh, what is six? Kalos. I love six. Kalos, the Kalos League, the Alolan League. I assume they still did Alolan League before he got all that before he won his first in one year, at least one year. And it took him that long to finally figure out how to actually win, win a Pokemon tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he did. He did learn in a year, but at the same time, he went through seven tournaments to do it. <laughs> Okay, so here, here's a real question. Oh, yeah, he technically did win the Orange Island League, but that doesn't count. All right, so I want I, I saw your hat and wanted to say something else, but I'm not going to. All right, so Josh, what is your favorite anime, animated movie? Of all time? Yeah, all time. Period. What is it? Period. Uh, probably. Lion King? Lion King, okay. It's all right, so what is your favorite Pokemon? Uh, Eevee. Which is Eevee. Okay, that makes sense considering everything right now. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. So, say if you were transported into the land of the Lion King with your Eevee or as an Eevee, how do you think you would fare? 
Uh, he'd probably well, get I mean, eaten. Considering I'm a little fox <laughs> going up against lions, I don't think I'd last very long. Probably not. Not as a normal tiger. <laughs> no. I mean, if now, I, if, if you, I was to evolve first, I could probably hold my own. But... Okay, okay, which which of the evolutions would you prefer to go up against Simba? Are we talking cubs? No, no, no. Let me change that. Mufasa. Yeah. Mufasa. Mufasa? Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably want to be Glaceon. Just freeze him in his tracks. Uh, That would definitely throw him for a loop. (laughs) A little bit. I'll grant you. Of course, that's like outside of Sylveon, that is the most effeminate of the evolutions. I, I can't help it if my two favorite ones are Glaceon and Sylveon. Fair mm. enough, fair, fair enough. enough. I, fair I enough. like I like Sylveon also. I'm just saying that you want to be careful because you may end up having to let it go. Ready, row. Ready, row. Oh, I walked into that one. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> right, I so mean, she does kind of... Uh, uh, Sylveon... Sylveon. Uh, Glaceon does kind of look like Elsa mm. in yeah. fox form. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so say if you and your Eevee were sitting at a coffee bar, you were mm-hmm. sitting at a coffee bar, what kind of coffee would you drink for you and your Eevee? Uh, it'd be something got- kind of like flavored, sweet, something like hazelnut. Okay. Okay. Like Interesting. That. Nothing cold. I'd probably I'd, uh, depends on my mood, the weather, that kind of stuff. Oh, okay, gotcha. I gotcha. So you're not like Big Pikachu who just tr- drinks coffee all the time. Got to drink coffee. No. <laughs> I just want to say this right here and right now. I do not understand the concept of cold coffee in any way, shape, or form. Oh. <laughs> you, you, you. you Coffee you, needs. You've never to, had a good frat, then. Coffee needs to be so warm you can't taste the coffee or your tongue. <laughs> yes, <laughs> coffee smells good. To, to me, it does not taste Ugh. good. I'm the or opposite. You gotta have chocolate in it. The opposite. I do Ugh. love me a good cafe mocha. Oh, okay, with a little bit of cinnamon. Hmm. Cinnamon. Man. Anyway, <laughs> so I think the, I think I've seen the interrogation. All right. Well, you serve. You survived there, uh, Joshian. Uh, Just barely. <laughs> yes. I know what the cover is now. <laughs> oh. Jacob's going to be designing his own Pokemon based off that one silly joke. <laughs> and that one silly thing might end up being my profile picture. <laughs> Just maybe. I'll probably send it to you early. <laughs> you you got to give him the original, in all fairness. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. What do we got in the news? All right. Uh, not a whole lot. Outside of our co-host being turned into a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's newsworthy anyway. All right. So I got this I got this bit of news from actually from one of our listeners, um, Heather Morgan. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently Netflix's uh, debut, their first trailer, uh, released the voice cast roster and premiere date. Of the upcoming animated animated feature, the the Sea Beast, um, ah, the kaiju movie. That, yes, that it was suggested by a, a certain person connected to another certain podcast that we should join them on that 
at some point. Really? But not the actual person who is on the pot runs the podcast. Oh, okay. One of the side characters. Oh. One I was very glad didn't punch me in the face for landing on oh! Mothra's egg. <laughs> That'd be fun. All right. So uh yes, uh this was has been directed and produced by uh Chris Williams. Uh he's also known for Mulan, uh Big Hero Six and Bolt. Uh, it's a three. It's a CG animated feature. Uh, we'll be making waves on July eighth. Okay, and that's literally all the bit of news I had. Oh, this is a short news cycle then, because yeah, I don't think cycle. I have anything either right now. No. So uh, why don't we go ahead? Uh, and actually, ta- I know a little bit of sad news. Well, go right ahead. Go ahead. What's that? Uh, the I have to look at her name. It's like a Stell Harris, the lady that voiced Mrs. Potato oh yeah, Head. I did remember reading that. Uh, yeah, in the Toy Story. Wait, who did she voice? I couldn't hear over Jacob. Uh, Mrs. Potato Head. Oh yeah. yes, and, uh, Mrs. Potato Head. Yeah, she did. The Toy Story away, movies right. unfortunately passed away on the second, I believe it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was sad to hear that. So there is that bit of sad. There, there, there is there is a little bit of a sad beat there, but thank you, thank you, Josh, for yes. chiming in on that one. Uh, other I'm than glad the, you're still getting the news down there in Rhyme City. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's you know not much to do. It's I pretty much look at news and watch stuff all day. He's got he's right. gonna watch out for the Pokemon muggers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I assume he's in at least in his hotel room. One would hope. Yeah. It's uh, thankfully I'm in a hotel room, not in a Pokeball. Yeah, yeah that would be uncomfortable. There's not a talk of a parade, is there? Oh no, no. Uh-uh. no. Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> I mean, I think I did. Or at least warn somebody. Parade, but... <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's all I have for an info and stuff. Okay. So why don't we go ahead and jump into the spoiler-free section of our review of this? And since uh, Joshion over there is our guest. <laughs> Uh, why don't you go ahead and give us your uh, spoiler-free thoughts on this movie first? This movie, like I remember when I first heard about it, and I was like, a live-action Pokemon movie? Oh, you know, that could be good. Yeah. Seeing the first trailers, I was like, oh, okay, this does look really good. And then hearing Pikachu's voice the first time, especially, caught me off guard. Maybe a little bit. Did not expect that voice to come out of Pikachu ever. Understandable. Uh, it's Deadpool. Yeah, Pikachu exactly. is very odd. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, having you know, after watching, it's like you know, it just fits. It, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the movie is fantastic, especially if you're a Pokemon fan and someone that's been a fan as long as I have for the full. Was it now 25 years or so? Yes. Yeah, we're coming up on 25 years. Yeah. Uh, that it's been out because I've been playing Pokemon since Red and Blue. When mm. they first came out here in the States back in like 1998. Yeah. Uh, so getting to finally see these characters that I grew up with uh, in live action, getting to see what they may actually look like if they were mm-hmm. real. Is a lot of fun and if you're a pokemon fan go watch all right so when i first heard that they were making a live action pokemon movie i was interested because it's like well that could be good if done right i mean it's a video game movie and those 
do have a reputation mm-hmm. of not being good. So mm-hmm. there was that little bit of worry. But, you know, eventually, you know, somebody has to hit it out of the park. Um, and then I found out that they were basing it on Detective Pikachu, the video game. And I thought, that's an interesting choice. I mean, I even yet still, I have not yet played uh, Detective Pikachu. So I have no idea how accurate to the show or accurate to the game this movie is. But uh, I remember thinking this thing just came out and you're already making a movie based on it. Because Detective Pikachu, I think, came out in what, 2015? Something like that. It's on the 3DS. So it's a it's relatively recent, all things considered. So I was a little surprised at that. And I remember thinking this had to be a bit of a joke. This had to be like an April Fool's joke is what I was literally thinking. <laughs> Until that one E3 where they showed like the the all the, the the signage of Rhyme City. And I go, oh, you are doing this. And then in a, one of the, my Facebook groups, they happened to be in London where they filmed uh, this when they were shooting and actually had pictures of different parts of the movie nice it's like okay this is real you are actually making this to some degree i am excited and i'm also worried (laughs) bear in mind somewhere in here we had seen the first version of sonic the hedgehog model and um i was a little (laughs) concerned about that especially since it took them so long for them to show us an actual version of what these pokemon looked like in the trailers and then i got worried even so a little bit more because they reminded me of that realistic artwork i had seen on deviantart that well it reminded me of that realistic mario head that make just makes you go (laughs) is what the artwork i was thinking and then i remember thinking okay this is reminiscent of that artwork that's an interesting choice. It does, admittedly, you are trying to make realistic-looking fictional animals where they are still matching the design, the artwork of the original, the original artwork. Well, not the original artwork, because we—if you've ever seen the original red and green sprites, because uh, those Ooh. are hot garbage. Yeah, those are. <laughs> but uh, based on the artwork of all these Pokemon, I'm thinking. I, I see what you're doing, but these th- this art style is going to have to grow on me. And so I was a little hesitant till I saw it in theaters in 2019. I literally went opening day because I didn't want anything to color my viewing of it other than the movie itself. Mm. And I think that was the last time I saw a movie in uh, what's now Apex before they remodeled. Yeah. Yeah, did you mentioned that on the show? I mentioned right? it on the show and yeah. said this was an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. I still say it's a it's an amazing movie, but I do have some issues with it that we'll get to. It only took us three years to do a review <laughs> over it. Well, I mean, there's still some stuff that we have not got back to. Oh, that is true. That since is that so first true. season. So that is so true. Yeah. So uh that I, I, I enjoyed this movie. I really hope uh if you have any interest in Pokemon and still for some reason have not gone and gotten this i'm gonna tell you go get it if even if you are not into pokemon i think you should go give it a shot if you like uh animated movies because or even just like 
kids movies because I yeah. think this is a, just a good general kids movie. Even if you, even if somehow Pokemon had not existed prior to this movie, mm-hmm. I think it would have worked. So I, I, I really enjoyed it, even on that level. So uh, yeah, those are my thoughts, Jacob. Okay, so I remember this movie coming out. We just launched the podcast, and I remember seeing trailers for it, and it's like, okay, that looks interesting. I'm not a Pokemon fan. Uh, I like some of what they're doing. Uh, they're again having real no, you know, big understanding. Like I know Josh was a big Pokemon fan. I knew Drew was to an extent. Um, so just my general understanding, it's okay. This looks good. I never saw it in theaters. I never saw it when it came out in uh, its its a uh, its format release. And uh, yeah, this is this is the first time watching this film, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved it for its storytelling. It's uh, it's artistic style going back to uh, film noir, mm-hmm. uh, gumshoe, uh, detective type shows back in the 30s and 40s that were just, you know, like the the atmosphere of the movie is just very it's like just palpable. And if I remember correctly, the movie shot, it's actually shot on film. Yeah, it's actually shot on 35 millimeter. Yeah, which is amazing, which is like, whoa, they actually shot this. It's not digital. This is really cool. Um but overall, I, I that re- actually helps the design. It does. Anyway, mm. it does. Because you get all the grains and pops. And yeah. Everything. Makes mm. it feel a little bit more real. Exactly. Unlike most films nowadays. Um, so the Sonic does it without the 35 millimeter. And yeah. It works fine. It does. For that look. I agree. I completely agree. Can't wait to watch Sonic 2. We're going to do a reaction to that, right? Yes. Uh, this weekend. More days. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that. So. Either way, uh, thoroughly enjoyed the film. Uh, I would definitely highly recommend anybody go watch it. So <laughs> I'd be like, if if you are a Pokemon fan, if you're not, if you're just a film guy like me or an animation guy like I am, uh, even though this is a live action hybrid, it's done very well. It's a very well mm-hmm. done story. Uh, you get this uh, this kind of a road of discovery kind of movie. And there's nice little twists and turns that be like, if you know what you're looking for, you can see it. But it's a nice movie. It's very wonderfully na- made. And um, yeah, I'll get into you know some other more sad things that may may not be coming down the pipeline in uh, info and st- or uh, in info and stuff later on. But overall, would definitely highly recommend this film to anybody who be like now. Granted, some people might be just be like, oh, I don't like Pokemon whatsoever. Okay, that's fine. Watch it for the film. It's yeah. a great, it's shot it's very good, well. It's a good story. Yeah, it's a good story. You it's, don't have to know anything about Pokemon to enjoy the story. Yeah. And so it wh- helps. Oh, yeah, it does help. Because <laughs> you'll catch all the references if you know anything about Pokemon. Yeah, I'm sitting there. It's like, oh, okay. What's this little creature here? What's this creature doing? Oh, that's a Squirtle. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Okay. Yes. That's why they're putting out fires with water gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. They're literally firefighting. Yeah. <laughs> despite there being water turtles. <laughs> that is weird that is very weird but either way i thought it was very well done uh definitely the animation in this movie just is just top tier like, what the definitely we get char what is it charmander the dragon charizard. charizard charizard that's the name charizard be like when pikachu goes looking at him it's like oh my gosh he looks like a dragon <laughs> with a fire tail <laughs> Except he's not a dragon type, which still annoys me to this very day. Oh, when he mega evolves, yeah, but you don't get to mega evolve anymore. That's true. We haven't got to do that since Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, which is annoying. That's true. But, but according to Death Battle, what is it? Death Battle? 
Death Battle is the thing I think you're thinking of. Yeah, you know? the YouTube channel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All good mom would kick his butt. Let's just say that. Because well, he's got Agumon. That is like so stinking cheating. <laughs> no, it's War Greymon. <laughs> Still. Well, let's be fair. That is four the... evolutionary steps. Let's be fair. Digiball steps. Same... Still evolutionary steps. We need to have this discussion. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> let's be, be fair. Fun. Those are the same people that somehow got it in their heads that Princess Peach would beat Princess Zelda. Which, no. Either or. I thought it'd be funny uh, I, to I it can up. somewhat follow the logic, even though I've not watched the video. Um, I still think Goku could beat Superman's butt, but Definitely. they've explained three different times how that's not week. possible, but I don't care either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So either or be like, yes, I would highly recommend this movie to anybody who loves film, loves animation, or you're a Pokemon fan. Go watch it. Go pick it up. Go rent it. Whatever. Don't go steal it off the internet. Go buy it legally no piracy are okay before we jump into the bumpers i want to point out that this is like one of a bunch of different films that have done this hybrid 2d3 uh yeah uh live action 3d thing that have come out in the last five years yeah we've had because we've actually had a lot more than recent Mm -hmm. you got sonic the hedgehog you Mm -hmm. got uh what's something else that came out and i can't think of it right now um, oh, you had a uh, Space Jam. Yeah, Space Jam recently. Space came Jam out. recently came out. Tom and Jerry came out. Oy. Um, I'm gonna say of all of these movies, I think, uh, including I'm including Sonic the Hedgehog in here. Yeah, having not seen Sonic two, this could change things, admittedly, because yeah. it's been a couple years, so the tech has probably evolved. And plus, they're actually making shot it with the right model in mind this time. <laughs> <laughs> the first time. <laughs> the first time. Um. I think this movie does the hybrid version, the hybrid, the, 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 but it's the best hybrid movie. I think that's come out in the last five years. I would, I would agree with you on that. I definitely agree with you. Yeah. But like Sonic, Give me an idea. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog is very well done. Yeah. But if you're talking more realistic, grounded movies, it's definitely goes with uh Pokemon Be- detective Pikachu. I mean, if we're talking about m- movies, that include even include both live action and animated elements that I don't really consider hybrid films because mm-hmm. well I'm sorry I don't consider Avengers or Guardians of the Galaxy hybrid movies because for the most part those are one or two characters in a room full of live action people. Yeah. I can't really consider Groot and Rocket live action characters cuz animated characters even though they are technically animated. That's true. But I would say even including them, th- those those movies in there, I think Pokemon does do a lot better job of keeping everything looking cohesive than Great. even Infinity War and Endgame did. Mm. But that's also very strange to say because of how well Infinity War and Endgame did. That it's, is so true. <laughs> so anyway, also Shang-Chi now that I think about it, because mm. it had a lot of, uh, fictional creatures in it yeah. also. I still haven't seen that. I need to watch it. You need to. It's actually a good movie. Yeah. It's sitting on my shelf. Anyway, we need to hit the bumpers so we can... Well, we're not paying the bills, but you know what I mean. So, uh... Bet I can start paying the bills. We hope. I mean, we do have a Patreon in there, and even though we did lose one person, we'd like for more people to actually do it, so... Anyway, I'll just go ahead and play the bumpers and we'll talk about it. We'll, and we'll join you back on the other side. 
Don't forget that you can download, download? Don't forget that you can't, uh, you know. Don't forget that you can listen to us record the podcast live every Tuesday over on our Facebook page, The Cellcast, our uh, Twitch channel, The Cellcast Gaming, and on YouTube at Cellcast. Also, don't forget to join our Patreon if you would like to support us monetarily. At $1, you'll get our everlasting thanks. At, at our $5 tier, you can get some artwork from Jacob. And in our $10 tier, you can get bloopers for every for, for every episode we've released that I've remembered to release them for. And you can get commentaries from different movies. So come check us out over there if you would like to support us financially. Every other week, join the Retro Rewind Pod as they travel back 15 or more years along the entertainment space-time continuum in their mission to review movies and games, establishing what is still worth your time today. Expect fun banter and trivial insights from Francisco and Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers, and rotating guest hosts who are all out of time. Do you like Star Wars? I don't just mean the original trilogy. Along with that, I mean the prequels, the sequels, the anthologies, the animated shows, and of course, <laughs> who doesn't like Baby Yoda? Well, if you've been in the fandom for any length of time, you know how toxic the fandom can get. And if you'd like to be able to discuss a galaxy far, far away in a much more positive light, might I suggest searching out The Outer Rim, a Facebook group dedicated to all of Star Wars, and check out their YouTube channel, which you can easily find at Pop Americana which the podcast you're currently listening to is also a part of. To find that and more, check out the link in the description. The following's a spoiler-filled review for Pokemon. Detective Pikachu. Listener discretion's advised. If you don't want to be spoiled right now, you better turn us off. Or you might learn what's going on before you watch the show. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Pika was written and directed by Rob Letterman, who also wrote and directed Goosebumps. Ooh, the movie that had Jack Black in it from about a year or two before this. Yes. It was also written by Dan Hernandez, Benji Samet, Derek Connolly, and Nicole Perman. It is also based on the video game Pokemon, created by Satoshi Tajiri, Ken Sugimori, and Junichi Masuda, and published by Game Freak, Creatures Incorporated, Nintendo, and the Pokemon Company International. That's a mouthful. Yes. It is also based specifically on the video game Detective Pikachu, which was created by Hiroyuki Jinai and published by Creatures Incorporated. Pika. <laughs> the cast includes Ryan Reynolds as Detective Pikachu. Hmm. And as we all know, he played Hal Jordan in Green Lantern. Oh my gosh. Yep. <laughs> no other superhero movie. Uh, no, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's... No superhero whatsoever. He didn't, he didn't play it, y'all. A mark with a mouth anytime soon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that movie no longer exists due to a certain post credit scene from another movie. Yeah, I don't believe this in any way, shape, or form because we all know everything is canon until proven otherwise. Right. <laughs> and if it's not, and then it's just canon in another continuity. 
That's how this works in comic book movies, right? It's another multiverse. Always another multiverse. Oh, more multiverses. Can we stop with the multiverses? Justice Smith was the voice of, played Tim Goodman. Mm -hmm. And in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, he played Franklin Webb. Ah! That's all I heard in the movie. Ah! You're going to get people knocking on the door here in a minute if you're not careful. (laughs) I'll try my best. He may be in Rhyme City. We're still in our hometown. That is true. I just had someone knocking on my hotel door asking if everything was okay. Uh, Mm. Who knows? Uh, Catherine Newton was the voice. I keep saying the voice because I'm so used to how this usually goes. Catherine Newton was Lucy Stevens. Mm. And in the upcoming movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, she is playing Cassie Lang, which means they have already recast Cassie from Endgame. Hmm. Wow. wow. Which doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Second mm. recast. Weird. Bill Nye voiced, uh, pl- played Howard Clifford, mm-hmm. and he was Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He played, oh. yeah. In two and three. I actually didn't know that. Uh, uh, Ken Watanabe was a Lieutenant Hideo Yoshida. And he played Dr. Ishiro Serizawa in the MonsterVerse Godzilla movies. Chris Gere played Roger Clifford. And in the television show This Is Us, he plays Philip. Suki Waterhouse was Mrs. Norman. And technically, ditto. And in and she played a Kitty Benet in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, yeah, I heard about the movie. I never saw it. I heard about it. I was like, that's interesting. Rina Hoshino was half of the voice of Mewtwo, hmm. and she played Katana in DC's uh, in DC Superhero Girls. Hmm. And Kotaro Watanabe was the other half of Mewtwo's voice, and he played Japanese tourist number seven in Handsome, a Netflix hmm. mystery movie. Ah. And the reason I say half on both of these is they actually fused the voices together for the voice of Mewtwo. Hmm. So they both had to play it separately and then they digitally fused the character's voices so that would be uh, gender neutral for yeah. this character who technically doesn't have a gender. Right. So, Interesting. yeah. I thought, and also, it has a... because Since they hired two Japanese... They hired specifically two Japanese actors right. to play the character So because Mewtwo is from Kanto, which is it's in Japan. Interesting. Uh... Ikue Otane voiced Pikachu when it wasn't being voiced by Ryan Reynolds. And uh, she was additional voices in My Neighbor Totoro. Huh. Great movie. Rikako Aikawa was the voice of Psyduck, most likely. Hmm. I could not actually find any... For for, uh, Psyduck and Ludicolo, I could not find an actual cast for who these characters were, even though I consider them more really characters. For some reason, they are uncredited in the film. I went with the closest approximation of archive audio from the anime, huh? which means that Ludicolo was either voiced by Eric Stewart or Bill Rogers. I can't out know which of the two. Yeah. Sadak just gave me a headache the entire time. And of course, Mr. Mime played himself. Mm. And he also played himself in the anime, which is ironic there because he actually has a voice in the anime. Really? Well, he says Mr. Mime over and over yep, again. Like that, a, that like is would, true. Like other Pokemon would do. 
True. Which has always confused me because technically they're female Mr. Mimes. Mm. I actually yeah. can kind of explain that. Oh, really? So I, mean, I know when, in Japan it's got it's got it doesn't have the Mister yes. in front of it. Yeah, in Japan it doesn't have a a good gender. I forget what it's called in Japan, but when they were localizing red and blue for us, yeah, uh, they came up with Mister Mime, and someone actually did uh, posit, well, what if at some point they add gender? to the game and they're like yeah because ah, there are already two gendered pokemon that have their own separate numbers in red and right. blue with the nidoran right but i mean that that was it they when they were localizing it they didn't uh, ever expect them to add genders so and they immediately like, oh, learned their mistake in the very next game exactly because <laughs> uh, genders were a thing in gen 2 and there was one you... cast member you missed oh who did i miss you missed uh, Tim's friend from the very beginning. Uh, Karan Sonny played Jack, and he's more well-known for playing Doppender in the Deadpool movies. Okay, okay, that does make sense. Excellent. All right, getting into Kingdom Hearts connections. Of course. Bradley Pierce was additional crew in Pokemon Detective Pikachu, and he was additional voices it, uh, officially in Kingdom Hearts 2. But I did a little bit more digging and realized he's probably Chip from Beauty and the Beast. Because he that's who what he boy, played. Boy. That's who he played in Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Oh, wrong Chip. Yes. Mm. Chip. Here as, we go. Chip as in the, <laughs> the teacup. The teacup. Not Chip as in Chippendale. Not the chipmunk. Yes. <laughs> uh, John Olson was additional crew in Pokemon Detective Pikachu. And he played Lucifer in uh, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Huh, okay. And last but not least, there is a song that plays during the the Pokemon fight in the underground. Mm -hmm. That's called Go in this movie. Go? That's the name of it. Okay. That was written by a a guy by the name of Sonny Moore. Okay. Who is more well known by his stage name Skrillex. Okay, that makes who sense. was one of the writers of the song of the, th- the theme song uh, "Face My Fears" from Kingdom Hearts Three? Oh, nice deep cut, <laughs> nice, very nice. <laughs> so yeah, that's the Kingdom Hearts connections. There was a couple more connected to three, but it was starting to get ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I would also like to point out that nearly every voice, Pokemon voice in this g- movie appeared at some point in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate because nearly all the Pokemon that were in this are also in that. Well, also, items. Well, also, you know, Nick Fury had to come to Pikachu at some point and be like, you're part of the, you know, the, the Smash Brother initiative. Apparently. <laughs> this includes the Grey Ninjas, who are a character. Wow. And uh, it is not the same voice for Mewtwo because oh. uh, the Mewtwo in the, in the game is, only speaks in Japanese. Oh, okay. Which is annoying, <laughs> I have to say. But anyway, also not... Oh, it is, it's not the same Jigglypuff because it's the Japanese Jigglypuff in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Huh. And there is a Pokemon I'm missing. Uh, Lucario is, is not the same. Is not in this movie, but his pre-evolution Riolu is. Huh. And I've shown off a little bit more information than I intended to, although, but we'll move on because we all know now Smash Brothers is a Kingdom Hearts game now. <laughs> it's connected. Oh, there will be some connection. <laughs> this is our excuse to have have a, a 
they just need to get wreck it ralph and this will explain everything <laughs> come on disney make it happen it's just anyway we'll not go there yeah either or there has got to be at some point a, a nintendo only game mm-hmm. of kingdom hearts that is that because it's just the wreck it ralph world <laughs> And it's their excuse to show off every character Nintendo owns. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what do we got in info and stuff? All right. So info and stuff. Uh, if you want to watch this movie, if you're if you stream if you stream movies, it's available on um, HBO Max. If you're subscribed to HBO Max, you can check it out there. It's available on YouTube. Available mostly everywhere, three ninety nine to five ninety nine, what have you. Uh, we actually watched it on a physical copy of Drew's. Um, so, and the IMDb score is a 6.6 out of 10. Uh, production was Horribly by, low. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fairly low for this movie. Which explains some things that I, I can come up later. Um, uh, production was by Legendary Pictures and the Pokemon Company. Uh, distributed by Warner Bros. Pictures. Um, here in the States. And also in Japan, it was released by Toho. Mm-hmm. All right. So its release date originally in Japan was May 3rd, 2019. And it actually was uh, released a couple of days later on May 10th, 2019 to here in the United States. So going on to the box office, its estimated budget was $150 million. Its opening was... $54.3 million on May on May 12th. Uh, it's U.S. and Canada gross was $144.1 million. And it's worldwide gross was $433.4 million. It's home release. The Tech Pichu was released on Digital HD on July 23rd 2019 and was released on ultra hd blu-ray blu-ray and dvd on august 6 2019 the film uh uh let's see it debuted on the dvd and blu-ray charts uh upon the first week of release uh second and the second top selling home video title on in august of 2018 after Avengers in game. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, because if you ever watched it in game, that's just, <laughs> I get an interesting story about in game. We'll tell that later. Uh, <laughs> as of August, 2020, the DVD and Blu-ray release of uh, Pokemon detective Pikachu has earned over $30 million, $30 million in the United States alone. Okay. So, Okay, going into sequels, this is the sad part about this because there have been rumors since 2019 that they were working on a Detective Pikachu 2. They were they were saying they it, it was in pre-production, they were saying they were writing it, but according to uh, an interview with HBO Max, uh, Justin Smith said he would love to do a sequel but probably won't happen because of some disagreements. The director uh, couldn't think of enough uh, enough ideas for the sequel, especially since the 2018 spinoff Pokemon game of the same name didn't even have a sequel. 
So it's supposed to have been remastered for Switch, but that still hasn't happened yet. Right. So it's still up in the air if this movie will ever get a sequel or ever see the the light of day. In fact, my understanding is this movie actually went farther. This movie, since it actually does explain what happened to Tim's dad. Yeah. The games don't. The game doesn't even do that, is my understanding. Yeah. He's still missing in the game. Mm. So yeah, be like there. There might be a possibility they may do a uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu at some point in the future, but as of right now, there isn't one. So not one even production or pre-production. So either or that is the kind of the sad downside to it that we're not getting a sequel right now. Not immediately. Hopefully. Not immediately. Ideally, you might do a I, I honestly I don't want them to do a direct sequel to Detective Pikachu. Right. Yeah. I, but I also don't know if the standard series game you can actually really do in a two hour movie. With I would going make it through, a trilogy. Yeah, maybe. And more in reality, though, I think I would prefer them just do an original story. Like Detective Pikachu is mostly an original story. The game is right. I would want something set in that universe where a Pokemon trainer maybe is going was go was on his you know gym thing, but then gets wrapped up in. You know, essentially do the whole evil team um evil team thing and focus on that right. but have that be a chapter in his in, in this guy's uh as he's going through one of the pokemon regions i don't know which one or just make a new one because technically mm-hmm. rhyme city is in a pokemon region they just never say which pokemon region okay so legendary pictures and the pokemon company hired drew to write your script <laughs> I didn't say write the script. I'm just an idea. Okay. I mean, you saw my, you've seen my work with Sonic the Hedgehog too. That is true. (laughs) The the guy's got talent. I called that one. I called that one. Exactly. Maybe I just, maybe I just called the concept here. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, I could see it. Maybe a trilogy of games working too, but you've got to make me really care about this kid going through and going through his whole Pokemon league journey. And that's going to be tough. I think with the way the standard way those games are set. Right. Right. Anyway. That was all you had. That's all I got. Okay. Well then I'll get into the summary. Tim Goodman gave up on his dream of being a Pokemon trainer following the death of his mother and his estrangement from his father, Harry, a police detective. Tim is contacted by the police of rhyme city, a city where humans and Pokemon live together in harmony and Pokemon battles are illegal. He is informed by Harry's friend, Detective Hideo Yoshida, that Harry was killed in a car accident. Tim goes to Harry's apartment to sort things out and meets Harry's police partner, a deerstalker-clad amnesiac, Pikachu, whom only Tim can understand. Tim accidentally releases a mysterious purple gas known as R from a vial he finds in Harry's office. They are then attacked by a party of Apom who become rabid under the gas's influence. Pikachu believes that Harry survived the crash as the police never found his body. They meet an informant of Harry's, a Mr. Mime, who directs them to an illegal underground Pokemon battle arena. The arena is raided by police, and Tim is brought to Yoshida, who reveals footage of Harry's crash, explaining that it is impossible that Harry could have survived. Tim and Pikachu are contacted by Howard Clifford, the founder of Clifford Industries and creator of Rhyme City. Clifford reveals that Harry was abducted by a genetically engineered Pokemon called Mewtwo, who erased Pikachu's memory of the incident. 
he warns Tim that his son Roger is behind the creation of the Argas. Tim and Pikachu recruit aspiring journalist Lucy Stevens and her Psyduck and travel to the abandoned genetics lab Harry was investigating when they are attacked by genetically enhanced Green Ninja. A Bulbasaur leads them to Mewtwo. Pikachu remembers that he helped Mewtwo escape from the lab and believes he was responsible for portraying Harry. Not trusting himself, he leaves Tim. Pikachu finds evidence that it was, was the Greninja, not Mewtwo, who were responsible for the crash. Back in Rhyme City, Clifford exposes himself as the mastermind behind the Argas and the Mewtwo experiments. He explains that Mewtwo confused humans with their Pokemon, but only if the Pokemon are drugged with R first. Tim and Pikachu subdue Clifford and thwart his plot. Mewtwo explains that Harry had tried to save him from Howard and helped him escape, but was attacked by the Green Ninja. Mewtwo had decided to heal Harry's wounded body while Pikachu had volunteered to have himself fuse his consciousness with Harry to continue their investigation, the experience erasing both their memories. Mewtwo separates the two, and Tim reunites with Harry in his human body. The two and Tim... Or, separates the two, and Tim reunites with Harry in his human body. I just screwed that sentence up. Dealit. Dealit. Did it play? I nope. didn't hear it. Poo. Nope. That's annoying. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to have to do some editing in it anyway. Okay. Which means it'll probably play here in a couple seconds in the middle of something else. Uh, Mewtwo separates the two, and Tim reunites with Harry in his human body. Tim decides to stay in Rhyme City to become a detective and spend more time with his father and Pikachu. At the time of this movie's release, there were over 800 possible Pokemon that could have appeared in this movie. Mm. However, only 58 Pokemon species actually do. These are... Pikachu, Psyduck, Snubble, Ditto, Eevee, Flareon, Charizard, Grey Ninja, Charmander, Dodrio, Bofalant, Flabebe, Venusaur, Arduino, Comfey, Pidgeotto, Braviary, Squirtle, Rufflet, Pancham, Jigglypuff, Emolga, Joltik, Bulbasaur, Morlull, Apom, Mr. Mime, Lickitung, Growlithe, Ludicolo, Golurk, Arcanine, Magnemite, Kingler, Slacking, Snorlax, Machamp, Pangoro, Pidgeot, Loudred, Blastoise, Haunter, Gengar, Magikarp, Gyarados, Cubone, Riolu, Rattata, Trico, Octillery, Mewtwo, Purloin, Sneasel, Torterra, Doduo, Graveler, Togepi, and Totodile. That is a lot of words to say that really right there next to each words. other. Oh my gosh. There's a couple of those I don't remember seeing. Uh... I, did I mention the Flabebe? I don't think I did. Because I, oh yeah, I did say the Flabebe. I do remember seeing them this one time. I didn't see them the other two times I watched same. it because they are super me. small. It was, it was this time was, or this time watching it was the first time I actually noticed Togepi. I still don't remember where Togepi was. Uh, Togepi's in the uh, battle. Like, the okay, I'll battle have to... place. There's a woman holding one in the back. That, may, that would make sense. I'll have to double check that later. But anyway, back to the thing. Uh, Tim mentions a gangster film on TV is an old detective movie. This The clip being shown is actually Angels with Filthy Souls, a movie within a movie, which was originally featured yes! in the original Home Alone from yes! 1990. 
Love that. <laughs> the realistic style of the Pokemon were based on the artwork by R.J. Palmer. The movie's production do- designer discovered him while he was looking for realistic Pokemon designs on the internet. And he was so impressed by Palmer's artwork that he gave him a job as a concept, concept artist for this movie. Pete Dion, a visual effects supervisor at MPC, stated that in designing the Pokemon for the film, one thing that the Pokemon company was uncompromising on was all Pokemon, no matter what the circumstances, need to remain adorable. I think they they did that pretty well. Mm-hmm. The day before the film's theatrical release, the entire movie was leaked onto YouTube. In reality, however, clicking the video will play a minute of the film, literally just the opening logos, before cutting to a loop of Pikachu dancing for an hour and 45 minutes. And that was funny, because I actually watched a good portion of it, because I was curious how long it was going to go for. Or if there would be like some some other scene hidden like deep within it where they wouldn't expect someone to actually sit that long for. But no, it is actually Pikachu dancing the whole time. Wow. <laughs> Uh, the voiceover for the large crowd chants were recorded during the Pokemon World Championships 2018 in Nashville. Really? Mm-hmm. When Tim and Pikachu are searching the lab, they see footage that states that Mewtwo was created and escaped Kanto 20 years ago. Pokemon, the first movie, came out in 1999 in the USA. It was released in Japan in 1998, 20 years before the events of this movie and featured Mewtwo. The Pokemon company tried to keep Mr. Mime from appearing in the movie because they thought he wouldn't come out well in live action. Rob Letterman ended up having to pitch the whole idea personally to the Pokemon company's president to cajole him into letting him appear. The film's cinematographer, John Matheson, noted that, like his other films, Detective Pikachu was shot on traditional film, in contrast to most other contemporary films that are shot digitally. He said the look of traditional film helped him make it look more realistic. I agree. It was the Pokemon's company idea to have Rhyme City ban battling and using Pokemon, wishing to show a different and more elevated relationship between Pokemon and people. They were also very protective of Ash Ketchum and forbade any reference to him from being made, going so far as to even forbidding Tim from wearing a cap. Which makes no sense to me whatsoever. What's wrong with him wearing a cap? All the Pokemon protagonists wear a hat. I think that was the point. Was they wanted it so different. Like, this protagonist doesn't wear a hat. But that's just weird. That makes it sound like he's the rival character from the most recent games. But anyway. Dwayne Johnson, Mark Wahlberg, and Hugh Jackman were eyed to play the title role of Pikachu. If you smell... let's, sit, let's sit back and think what a Hugh Jackman Pikachu would sound like. <laughs> we're going to go solve this problem, bub. <laughs> or for that matter, Dwayne, Dwayne, Johnson. Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Can you smell <laughs> what Pikachu is cooking? <laughs> All right. I just got to know. What was your issue? With your dad. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Oh of gosh. course, this ultimately went to Ryan Reynolds. However, the fans from the start favored 
none other than Danny DeVito for the role, despite DeVito claiming in an interview he had no idea what Pokemon even was. Danny DeVito? It later was revealed that DeVito was actually considered for the role, with the movie's visual effects team actually doing early character animation tests of two recordings of the actor's previous roles. One of the movie's producers even said that the spirit of Danny DeVito... I promise you is still inside of Pikachu when it came to crafting the character's personality. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> okay. So it's the penguin <laughs> or worse <laughs> or worse. I mean, oh, there are worse films, worse things he's been in. That would, that is definitely, true. well, Twins. I say that knowing we got Deadpool playing Pikachu. That is true. <laughs> But it, Danny but, DeVito would not have been that much worse. That is other than just sounding weird. <laughs> Maybe it's a Psyduck. Yeah, there we go. Play a Psyduck. <laughs> but anyway, Ms. Norman is seen texting that Pikachu is at the fighting ring. It is for the audience's. This is for the audience's benefit, as while we don't know it yet, Ms. Norman is a ditto. She can't speak words that humans can understand. Texting is a reliable way of communicating across the species barrier. The fact that Howard Clifford's Pokemon companion is a Ditto, a long-standing theory among fans, is that Ditto was created as a failed Mewtwo attempt, huh. which is why he was obsessed with Mewtwo. And besides that, for a man who is so fixated on Pokemon, it makes sense that his companion is the one that can become all of them. Hmm. Which brings me to the end of the trivia. So, uh, Josh, as our guest, what is your first like for this film? My first like is just simply the way that all the Pokemon look mm-hmm. in live action. I, I feel like they captured, pun intended, uh, the spirit of each uh, Pokemon that they used for the movie. Mm-hmm. Like To me, they, they all look how I essentially envisioned what they would look like if they were real right like what from how uh, fuzzy pikachu is to the Mm -hmm. scaly look of charizard or uh, bulbasaur Uh, right like even getting down to like the size of these pokemon like how small some of them really are right Mm -hmm. it's one of those things you don't think about when you're playing the game is how small or big some of these creatures are. Yeah. So you don't think about how Flabebe is literally super tiny. Yeah. I mean, it is the smallest Pokemon in existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, or how big Torterra is, notwithstanding the ones that are way oversized due to experiments. More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's oh, my gosh. first like just the way that they all look. It Okay. Okay. I like how even though there are only fifty eight species of Pokemon present uh-huh. in the movie, yes. It really feels like Pokemon are everywhere. Yeah. It, and it feels like it's a world full of Pokemon. And I know part of that is and I, even when you consider like uh when when they're in Leaventown at the very beginning of the film trying to catch the Cubone. I love how uh, 
it, even that kind of feels like this is a world that Pokemon exists in. It, I mean, admittedly, they are taking the places of normal animals that you would yeah. normally see. So when it would make sense that a bird would fly through, they would use either a Pidgeot, a Pidgey or a Pidgeotto mm-hmm. or a Braviary to show that. Uh, I, I, and I appreciated that. Now, the Lickitung, mm-hmm. on the other hand, I could have d- did without. Yeah, that was a little yeah. creepy. But just a little that bit. is like the worst Pokemon in my opinion, in terms of design uh, <laughs> or the creepiest anyway. But um, I, I love how they made the, it made the, the way they handled, even with those only using those 58 made the world, the world of Pokemon actually feel real. Yeah. And agreed. actually like it could exist, which most uh, uh, hybrid films do a bad job of making it feel like the High, the uh the animated characters and the real world actually fit together even when they're in, they're supposed to lo- look like they fit together this is one of the few films i think actually pulls it off but yeah that's my first like is how full of poke full the world is of pokemon in this film oh, okay so mine is my first like it's actually a quote i didn't catch it at first i kind of teased it up beforehand and it may be like watching the first time. I didn't catch it quite really, but watching the second time through detective mode, which is on the DV, the Blu-ray, I was watching it and I see this little Pikachu say this one line and I lost it. Let me quote it to you. All right. So to set it up, this is where Pikachu with the cap and um, detective Pikachu, detective Pikachu. And um, what's her main character's name again? Tim, Tim, Tim. You know, Tim, they're sitting at the bar or having coffee. They're trying to discuss what's going on. And uh, so Pikachu, Detective Pikachu, loves coffee for some reason. And so he says this line and it cracks me up. And everybody who's a nerd gets it. All right. Another round. Extra shot. Black as night. Thank you, sweetie. Black as night. <laughs> as in the dark night? No. As in the Green Lantern. <laughs> Oh, and brightest day oh, and blackest night. night, no evil shall escape. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let all who worship evil might beware my power, Green, Green Lantern's, Lantern's lights. lights. <laughs> I'd be like, I saw that. I, I was like, I, wait That's a actually minute. a better reference than t- any reference he made to Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Be like, I saw it. I, I watched it. And I was like, I had to pause it. I'm cracking up. It's like, oh my gosh. They made a Green Lantern reference, a joke. In the Pokemon movie, <laughs> I don't think it's an intentional I, I joke. Though I don't think it don't was. Think but it was so cleverly yeah. well done. And it was like, oh, Black as Night. It's like that's a Green Lantern reference. <laughs> I, I think it was a an, uh, reference by accident, almost. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was. It was. It, if it was by accident, great. If it was intentional, that's even better. <laughs> I just. I, I laugh. I know this is silly beyond belief, but the idea of there, they this little line is like his copy black as night and it's ryan reynolds who is green lantern and a warner brothers film made me laugh my head off and i thought it was the funniest line ever so yeah mine is you know pikachu's line of using that yes okay josh what's oh. your second like <laughs> uh, my second like actually kind of plays off something jacob just said it, it's just simply ryan reynolds as pikachu yes mm-hmm. completely it's one of those things as i said you know much earlier is when i first 
heard Ryan Reynolds' voice coming out of Pikachu, my instant thought was, really? Deadpool? <laughs> but then watching the movie, it's like, no, it, it just fits. I, I honestly can't think of any voice that I would rather have. Uh, as well, I mean, other Pikachu. than the, the regular Pikachu. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, other than I, I mean, specifically, if you're hearing Pikachu speaking, like yeah, speaking yeah. English. Uh, but yeah, just some of the jokes to me only really work with Ryan Reynolds' voice. Like, uh, oh, that's very twisty. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or the uh, one of my favorite things is when he's going over. Uh, oh, he must have faked his death, or someone faked his death, or he faked someone else's death. That last one doesn't make sense. <laughs> it, is, it is very much a Ryan Reynolds yeah. thing. But like going back even to further into Ryan Reynolds' career as an actor, mm-hmm. I think of Two Guys, a Girl, and a Piece of Place, which he starred in. And right. I absolutely love that show when I saw it when I was younger. Oh, that's great. And he was just the same way, just very ad lib, jokey guy who's just like, he's an incredible actor. And the fact that like, they got Ryan Reynolds to do the voice. And apparently, the only reason he did it because he wanted to do a film that his kids could watch because all mm-hmm. his other films are rated R. Yeah. Right. So I just thought it was very unique that they they grabbed Ryan Reynolds or he auditioned for it and got the role. And it's just like like you said before, Josh, it was this it was very off putting at first. I was like, wait, this is Ryan Reynolds, the guy who did Deadpool. He's playing Poke uh, a Pokemon. He's playing Pikachu. And I thought that was very unique. So yeah, I completely agree. It's- now I need Ryan Reynolds as Detective Pikachu talking to Team Rockets meow. Yes. I need this, <laughs> but it's, as you said, you know, he's always been known for ad lib, which almost makes me wonder how much of this movie was Ryan Reynolds ad libbing. Oh yeah, it was. Most of it was. I, I, I bet a lot of it was, I bet he had like what, what they ended up having to do was probably say, okay, here's what happens in the scene. We're recording your audio first. So everyone else can act off of that. <laughs> here's what we got to do in this scene. Say the lines, make sure you reference this, this, and this, and just we'll just do this about we'll just record the audio of this about three, four times, and yeah. then we'll animate it. Yeah. And make the best I, clips. I, I and also remember oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please. Oh, okay. So what I understand what I understand, like watching the features be like Ryan Riddles was on set for most of it. Mm-hmm. So he was he was dubbing he was dubbing his lines on set. That's even better because yeah. you gotta <laughs> if you have a decent way to record that. Yeah. I think some of it he did in the studio and some of it he did on, on set. And I thought that was just like very unique because the, I guarantee there's probably so many, you know, gags they can't even show because it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Right. And, uh, oh, there yeah. is definitely a rated R cut of detective. Oh Pikachu yeah. Out there <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Release it. I want to see it. You know, that has to, exist. Oh, it does. I guarantee there are so many ad libs and it's kind of like, uh, uh, Robin Williams from, you know, uh, uh, Aladdin. Yeah, be like there, there's, there's a so rated R version. There's a rated R version of it. I, I have heard that with it, with that scenario, there's probably about 16 hours of. Oh yeah. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Footage. Is Disney ever going to release it? No. no. No, they probably legally would, can't. No. Would, but would anyway, we want to hear? Would we want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. At least in a YouTube video. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, yeah. Uh. So you already did your second like, right? Yes. Josh? Okay. Yes. So my second like is the Mr. Mime scene. <laughs> oh, that's so good. 
Because he, here's the thing. Mr. Mime was, for a very long time, my least favorite Pokemon. Hmm. Because it's, let's face it, it's a creepy design. Indeed. For what it is. Indeed. But at the same time, the way they did that whole bit from beginning to end to the point where even at the very end after he's quote unquote doused Mr. Mime with gasoline <laughs> and has the little thing the, the, and they're miming, you know, dousing him with gasoline, douse, uh, making a gasoline trail, but yet they close the door so Mr. Mime can't get out. What I love is he even <laughs> and they're hol- he and the whole time is they're head. holding the match, the, the mimed match, and you know it's lit, even though it's mimed. <laughs> you can hear it. And when the, No, you can't hear it at the beginning. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can't it's hear not it. until they drop it and you hear the boom. And it's like, <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> that Mr. Mime is needing to make a trip to the Pokemon Center. <laughs> well, one, one of the things I love is when he's as he's doing the, the trail, he hits his head. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, when the guy just when uh, Tim's just stands out in front of him and just does the the, the Stop. stops him and he wrecks oh. on that motorcycle, oh. it's like oh that was nasty. That, uh, he he should have. I'll go with this. This this is a better explanation of Mister Mime's powers than the games ever gave us, because <laughs> all he does in the games is a standard uh, psychic attacks everybody else can right. do. He doesn't even have a. I think he's got metronome. That's the closest thing to a mime attack he has. Well, he does a uh, barrier. That's true. That, that 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 and he would probably do that as like a mind. Barrier reflect and light screen have always been kind of done as like a wall. Yeah, and I'm sure those were created with those attacks were created with him and mine, and just they got mm-hmm. they're so useful they were given to other psychic types as well. But anyway, I love the whole Mister Mime scene because it's absolutely it's ridiculous. It's almost unnecessary, but yet it does the whole thing where it's like you've got the uncooperative. Uh, a guy from the in the detective noir films that won't tell you what the answer is until you force him to say it. And how do you do it? By pantomiming that you're going to douse him with gasoline <laughs> and that you're holding a lit match that you could drop at any minute and then you accidentally do. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorite lines from that whole scene is just that he's not going anywhere. Don't tell him that. That's <laughs> yeah. Okay, I play good cop. You play bad cop. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm pushing people out. You're pushing people. I'm pushing people. I'm pushing people away because I don't want to. Because I don't want to put myself out there in front of other people. It's like Pikachu. He has no idea who you are. <laughs> you're not hinting at your real identity. Very. Yeah. You're hiding Wait, your real identity. Nudge, nudge. It's like we all know who you are at this point, even if we hadn't guessed it yet. Right. <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh. Jacob, what's your second? Oh like? my gosh, I, I was I was so torn. Like this conversation started brewing different thoughts in my mind about how, like you know this the second like of how much, but truly I'm getting down to more like the uh, the artistic form of this movie. It's the noir mm-hmm. uh, callback to you know the old films. Was just said earlier. Uh, I just love how they they use the lighting in this film. They use uh, like you're going down an alley, it's just like dark and like everything's like everything's cast in shadow, and you're using different light sources. Like when um, when our main character he Tim he goes to his his father's apartment, and the 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 lighting goes from blue to red to blue, you know, to different shades of colors, and um, just like the, how it's shot, everything. It's just a beautiful film the way it's shot, and uh, again, it's shot on you know 35 millimeter film. 
unlike you know more modern films where it's shot digitally yeah and it just you give that that realism be like yeah you don't get the grain or anything but it's just, it's so well done actually just, there is some film grain really it's very light because of how new i mean it would have that been is filmed true. on that and then digitally tra- and then transfer like immediately after to yeah. digital probably for editing mm-hmm. so the film grain is very light because yeah, there's I not agree. a lot of age to it but you can in the in the dark in the uh that is true. The you scenes can. with a lot of dark, you can yeah. really see. Yeah, it. you can see it. That's right. But uh, th- that's just that's just real a real great touch. Definitely the the, uh, the director. And even on the Pokemon, you can see it, which more than likely were not uh, superimposed, not superimposed, but uh, composited mm-hmm. into the image until after it was digital. Because I can't imagine trying to do that on the film side, but mm-hmm. that is possible. Yeah. So they obviously had to have digitally inserted grain on top of them too. Yeah. Which is a, a level of detail. You never think of in a you know, film like this. Yeah. I like, just, I, I love how like there's so much of the, the directorial direction with this. When you get into the, uh, the abandoned, the quote unquote, the abandoned lab. And it just be like the 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 way they shoot the angles and everything. I love how this movie's shot, mm-hmm. and um, and I just yeah, definitely just how this film shot. It definitely noir, um, with the storytelling and everything. I absolutely just love that about this film. So yeah, that's my number two. Which brings us to our dis. Uh, ah. Uh, you all right josh everything right Uh, i'm back i'm human oh nice so so you're so you're no longer a furry i'm no longer oh there went the eevee that i was (laughs) go catch it (laughs) i would but i don't have any pokeballs i didn't get a chance to buy any well, and it is illegal to have Pokeballs in Ryan That is City. true. That uh, is so true. Uh, well, you can just be going to be it or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I might try and find it later. I think it's hiding over there under the bed. Well, I'm sure it's scared for what it's had to go through the last couple yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Too. What is this going to do in my mind? <laughs> but anyway, since uh, you're back to your old human self, I, I assume you don't need to take care of anything before we jump into dislikes. Uh, no, I think I'm good. All right. Well, what's our, what's your first dislike for this film? Uh, my first dislike is the right, the holographic technology. Oh, like the one yeah. Like that yeah. Clifford uses, or that he uses to like show the wreck initially. It's awesome, but makes no sense. Where did he get the footage? You raise a good point. That is a good point. Like, how does he have... Well, you do see... Has? Okay. So at, at that location, you can see a, a digital camera. Mm-hmm. Okay. I assume it's not the only digital camera at that location, but it, man, is it very convenient. Yeah. It's a that very it was convenient. Ta- this wreck happened in front of a camera. Yeah. And it, you would need at least three to produce that holographic effect. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's an awesome idea. I loved the idea. It just would have. I would have liked him to like be like, oh, I got this footage because I have cameras in different places so that I can be wherever Definitely. I want to be, you know, as, as, so that I can explore the city from the comfort of my office since I can't really yeah, go yeah. places. 
Big Brother is watching. Exactly. Well, that would have been a good way to get like some Magnemite in the film because you could have them mm-hmm. like maybe holding cameras. What is a Magnemite? <laughs> uh, it's kind of a sphere with two magnets on it. That uh, oh okay, okay. The screw on top. It's one of the Gen ones. You should know it. Okay. <laughs> and if you I get know you know the Gen ones at least a little bit. Do what, Josh? I said if you get three of them together, it's a magneton. And then if you somehow evolve it again, it turns into a spaceship. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, my first dislike, as a kaiju fan. Okay. The giant Torterra garden, while cool to watch. Yes. Could have been completely left out and not changed the story. Right. Because the fact that these giant mountains mm-hmm. stood up and walked around for a couple minutes that very probably easily could have been seen from Rhyme City, because mm-hmm. they're not that far away from town. No, they're not. Right. Doesn't even make the news. Yeah. And I don't mean just, oh, they didn't show it because, you know, the he owns the news. We know that. But yeah. I mean, it's like, there's nobody even talking about it. It's like, hey, did you see the skyline change? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> huh, I wonder what that is. I wonder, wonder what's going on over there. Because I believe those are the largest po- land-dwelling Pokemon that have ever been seen, even though they are genetically altered Torteras. Uh, yeah, you might be right. Because the only other Pokemon near that size is going to be Wailord. And it's out well, at sea, uh, how which we didn't have in this. Groudon? I don't... Okay, Groudon may be, because he is a Gen 3, he is the Gen, Gen 3 ground legendary, but I don't remember what, what the Pokedex says his size is. Yeah, I don't either. I, but I, I, would I kind of assumed he was, the, he was about the same size as the... Uh, uh, the water one from that one, which is the name I can't think Kyogre? of right now. Yeah, Kyogre. And it's smaller than Wailord. Mm. So. Okay. Because yeah. Wailord is the biggest one, to my knowledge. Mm. I believe you're right. I'd have to double which, check some of the newer stuff, but. Which is really strange when you consider that it technically somehow can mate with a skitty. We don't question it. We don't question it. No, <laughs> I'm just saying huge way. There's only one way that kind of works. But... Fox cat. <laughs> don't know how that works or how it produces an egg. <laughs> and I thought Digimon Digivolutions were weird. Oh, it gets stranger. Oh, okay. Bear in mind, like half the Pokemon on the global trade network right now can probably count a ditto as one of its parents. Okay. At least half. Okay. Of all the Pokemon on the global trade system right now. Yeah. All right. If not more. <laughs> but anyway, because the Ditto can actually mate with any Pokemon uh, that okay. can mate. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, don't get me wrong. I love the fact that we've got three giant Torteras because that is the closest to outside of having, uh, the Godzilla one whose name I can't think of right now either. I feel horrible. Um, outside of him showing up, uh, there's, and he's not even that size. So, I mean, this is like the, really the Pokemon Kaiju 
the first Pokemon Kaiju prior to uh, uh, Sword and Dynamaxing. Shield, and then Dynamaxing, where we literally get Pikaiju, because we get giant Pikachu. But uh, still, like that, those things are huge, but they make almost no impact on anything in the setting or the story, and that's annoying. Mm-hmm. Jacob. All right. So you, I mean, like you started bringing up more lore about Pokemon. Yes. I know too much. Yes. Uh, mine would be kind of the, the opposite with being a, uh, a non Pokemon uh, fanatic, someone who doesn't know the lore and everything going into this film. Um, I'm like, okay, who's this character? Who's this scared? What's going on here? Be like, there are all these references that are going on. I can't catch Be Like I, I am missing. Nice the, pun. Yes, exactly. I'm missing a little spear that I don't know how to use because I'm not a Pokemon fan. So watching this film, it's it's, it's a great film. Do not get me wrong, but I don't get any of the references whatsoever. So you probably didn't even catch when Pikachu said, oh, my Arceus. No, I didn't. Or why that matters. Be like, okay, that's that's a funny joke. I don't get it. Arceus is the Pokemon God. Oh, okay. And you actually see a statue of him in Cl- mm-hmm. R- R- Clifford's office next to Dialga and Palkia, the Pokemon God of space and the Pokemon God of time. Yeesh. <laughs> okay. And yet, they now know. And then, and they didn't put the little topiary Pokemon in there like they should have. <laughs> and there's no, there's no reference to Giratina, but I, we can understand yeah. that. Yeah. Or for that matter, any... Oh, there is a Zapdos, an Articuno reference on the poster, mm-hmm. at least. So there is that legendary, but none of the other big legendaries... Uh, he ha- uh, if really you look in his uh, bedroom, he does have a Rayquaza. That's right, he does have the Rayquaza uh, thing. And so, so this came it. out... Okay, this, this movie came out in 2019, so that would have been before Sword and Shield, but after Sun and Moon, right? I believe so, yes. So yeah, he doesn't have any of the Alolan stuff in there, but that also kind of makes sense because kind of that game would have been in production Alolan. while the movie was. Mm. And you but anyway, how known yeah. like the Tapus would have been outside of Alola. Mm. So yeah, all I know is if if they could have done it in time, I guarantee you, Aloga uh, Alola Executor would have been in there. Oh, that would have been so cool. That would have been funny. Alolan Executor is a palm tree that is literally seven feet tall. Okay. And it's also, it's, it's also, also somehow a dragon. It, in, po- in Pokemon Go, its head is above the camera. Okay. All you can see is the bottom. Wow. Okay. It is tall and is funny looking. Oh, uh, okay. So like like you just said, like all that information, I had no idea what that meant. I mean, like, I get little references here and there. But most of it, like this movie was made for Pokemon fans. Mm-hmm. Now, for a person who loves animation, loves movies, be like, okay, I can enjoy the film for what it is as a cinematic, for storytelling, for, okay, I get what a Pikachu is. I get what a Squirtle is. I get what a, uh, uh, I want to say Charmander, but Charizard. 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 Yeah, Charizard. You're in the, the right family. At least. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So be like, I get those characters. Be like, oh, okay, I recognize this big thing that's sitting in the middle of the 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 highway with another pokemon doing dr- snorlax yes. and machamp yeah something like that i don't know who they are it's like okay i recognize who those characters are but i don't know who they are <laughs> but it's more like it's it's more when you're coming from 
a person who isn't a Pokemon fan, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, okay, you're dropping you're dropping to a world you don't understand. It's still a great world to walk around in, but you're still so confused on what's going on but with the- who they are. But there again, it's still a great film. It's just more all the references I did not get. <laughs> yeah, but I appreciate at least for me that the fact that you don't have to know Pokemon to understand yeah, this exactly. Movie. Yeah, you get you get more if you know Pokemon. Yeah, but it's not necessary. And, and, and oh, I agree. And in so many cases, it's just oh, it's these cute little jokes that you don't really need to know, but it's cool if you get them. Yeah, exactly. It's not really like there's not whole story points depending on you knowing that Charizard is weak to water. Yeah. Now you do get that. We there are, are probably weird moments like when it's like, oh yeah, Magikarp's the worst. Yeah, but it turns into Gyarados, and you're going. Who's the Gyarados? Yeah. <laughs> and then he turns into the giant blue dragon and says, why can't a fish do that? That's exactly. <laughs> Which is like all a question we had when we were young, but now we just accept. Yeah. Especially I was when the guy we... was like, okay, that's cool. What is this thing? <laughs> Again, I know the lore behind that. <laughs> I know the lore behind it too. I know where it comes from. I know the, the folklore it's based on. Yeah. But anyway. All right, so yeah, that's that's my first number one. A outsider looking in, enjoying a film, but not understanding all the everything going on. But I still really enjoyed the film. It was just like, now, yeah, there is a joke I think would have been funny. They needed a slow bro at the station, but you have him like walking down the stairs at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. But when you get back to the end of the movie, he's only he's not that much farther. <laughs> That would have been so good. It's a sloth character. Almost. He just is very slow. Oh, okay. I'll put it this way. The slow bro or slow poke or slow bro, they kind of became a meme where you would use it to be like, oh, hey, guys, did you hear about this thing that happened like 20 plus years ago? Yeah. Yeah. It's as if it's just now hearing it. Hey guys, did you hear in the year 1999, there's going to be, when we go into the new millennium, there's going to be a, all the computers are going to crash. Yeah. They're calling it the Y2K bug. (laughs) You're hearing this in 2020. Yeah. (laughs) A little, a little slow, a little little bit slow. Just a little. This this is the Pokemon that is so stupid that it does not even realize that another Pokemon is chewing on its tail. Oh, okay. It's too stupid. Or on its head. <laughs> wow. In a different version. Okay. It's too stupid to understand pain. Yes. So it's stupid than a sheep? And it's a psychic yes. type. Wow. What? <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a psychic type. It is the Pokemon. same. It is the same typing as Psyduck, as they're no. both water actually, psychic types. Actually, I don't think Psyduck ever was psychic. Yeah, he's psychic. Um, is he? I could have sworn he wasn't. You know what? You could be right. Golduck could be the one that's actually technically psychic type. But let's face it. We all knew that he he has psychic attacks from like the very beginning Mm. of his evolutionary from his leveling. So, yeah. So, yeah. He just doesn't get the the advantage of being a psychic type until he's Golduck. All right. But anyway. Yeah. So to wrap it all up, be like understanding. I love the movie. Great story, character development, everything. There's just all the little nuances of who characters are, what they do. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. I don't get some of this, but yeah, that's one of my dislikes. All right. Josh, what is your second dislike for this movie? My second dislike is that the uh, the big final twist of the movie 
was extremely predictable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was something you can kind of see coming from yeah. the moment yeah. Pikachu starts talking. It's the only explanation that really makes sense. Yeah. From the very beginning. Yeah. It, 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 it'll be like watching, be like what there again, having no context of what's going on in the world of Pokemon. It's like, I know Pikachus don't talk. Yeah. But Tim's the only one who can understand him. His father is missing. And you learn about this mental transfer. Oh, okay. It's the dad. Yeah. The minute they kind of tell you, oh, there's a mental transfer. It's like, oh, that's the last piece I needed. Yep. That's the dad. Only, I was only guessing he that, that, that Pikachu was Tim's father. But now I know for certain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was about halfway through the film. And it was like, wait a minute. Oh, the yeah. po- Pikachu is like, actually the dad. Cool. For me, one of the big things that gave it away was when he's like, oh, I just know that if your dad was here, he would give you a big hug. Yeah, because you know, because you want to give him a big hug right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you're his dad. <laughs> also, the coffee addiction. Yes, true. He is a detective. He was the, he I, is I know, the detective. I, I know that is a running joke from the game also, because he's mm. always talking about drinking coffee in the game. Uh, Who's always understanding? Who? Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. Oh, okay. The Detective Pikachu in the oh. game. Detective Pikachu oh, is also okay. always that this movie is based on oh, is okay. always talking about drinking coffee. Oh, okay. He is more of a coffee addict than this Detective Pikachu is. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because literally, I think it's between every mission. I've seen it one or two Let's Plays, but mm. never finished it. Mm. But anyway, I got gotcha. you. I totally get it. Yeah, totally get. It. Be like, it's very, it's it's on the nose. It's like, and it's be like it's be like they set up all the clues very well but at the same time be like oh okay halfway through the film okay you get it yeah it's it's very predictable yeah all right so my second dislike for this film is despite all of the pokemon designs working as well as they are there are a couple points in time where i don't know if it's the art style I don't know if it's just bad compositing or what, but there's a couple parts where you look at it and go, that does not match what's going on. There is, it's, I don't know if it's, the the art style almost does almost like works against itself. I Mm -hmm. think on some of the Pokemon designs, Uh, I'm thinking of the, the Machamp as one there in the, uh, in the middle of downtown directing traffic is one of them where the eyes are too much like the original. Uh, so it, it kind of looks weird. And as much as I love the twist with Ditto, boy, that effect is, should not be put on humans. <laughs> I think that was the intention, was to make it. like I know, but I remember looking at that and going, I feel dirty looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like one of those things. If you saw that, uh, oh yeah, in real in life, actual, that thing in real life, yeah, if you saw a like, human well, with those two nightmares. little beady eyes and a smile, you would be scared half to death. Yeah, you would probably be having nightmares for like the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Ditto in its normal form, I thought actually looked very well, and that's the best mm-hmm. way I could think to actually do a Ditto outside of it just being a pile of pink slop. But the fact that it actually has transparent edges, I thought looked cool. I mean, that's how I've always kind of pictured it in my head was that it'd yeah. be almost translucent. And then, of course, my boy Grey Ninja. 
Grey Ninja is my favorite Pokemon, oh, by the way. Which one's Grey Ninja? That was the Frog Ninjas. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Those are my favorite Pokemon. Now, the fact that you have some that are genetically altered to be, you know, evil, basically. Yeah. I can work with that because, I mean, who else are you going to have do covert ops to stop your evil, your, your uh, the guy who's going to wreck your plans? Of course, you bring in the ninjas. Yeah. That makes sense. But at the same time, even if you don't realize the fact that their scarves are technically their tongues. Yep. I'm not kidding. Wow. Yeah. There are a couple shots where they actually are very accurate to that. Like when they're mm-hmm. holding uh, Lucy there, when uh, Tim comes back in and you look and you, they finally look up and you can see her being held by that one's tongue, but then there's not a scarf around his neck and going, Oh, I, this does not quite work. I'm sorry. It does not quite work. The also only is working because it's in the shadow and it's only barely being able to be seen. Um, it, don't get me wrong. For the most part, the Pokemon designs in this are spot on, but there's a couple moments where it does. It, it, it just doesn't fit. It, there's just no way you can get that cartoonish anime-ish design to actually work as a living breathing thing in a human world yes in a live action world some of them they work perfectly fine but others it's like uh no (laughs) that's i don't know if i don't know if that was the best choice but strangely enough even though uh the pokemon company was convinced mr mime would be one of those i think he actually works the best Hmm. I don't know if that's because he's got the little Voight ball things for shoulder pads that I remember from dodgeball in gym class. Yeah. Oh, dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about? They have oh. the little design, the little hash mark design. On. Yeah. He has those on it as a shoulder pads. Huh? You can see the little, the little line. Yeah. It's like that wasn't in the original Ken Sugimori artwork, but I accept it. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, that's my second dislike. Is some of the Pokemon just do? I don't know if there was a way they could have really made it fit. As, oh, okay. Even though they did the best they could, and what we got does work. It's just some of them, you could have chose different things, and it might have worked better. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, uh, okay. So my second dislike, uh, our villain's plan is kind of weak. <laughs> Let's be honest. So to me, it's very weak. Be like the the fact be like. He, he when when we first meet him, he literally reveals his master plan, even though we're there's the misdirection. Oh, it's his son who's really doing everything, but it's really him with the idea be like, oh, like Pokemon and humanity be like, have a special bond and be like can evolve into better things. It's like, OK, Mr. Wise Guy, see where you're going with this. But the idea that's like, OK, so you're going to make Pokemon and trainer become one fuse into one character that's digimon fusion yeah it's uh, literally it's, digimon frontier yeah or digimon season tamers f- <laughs> season four is what i'm trying to say oh uh, okay yeah literally literally and uh this is more it's like okay one what's what's his name again the clifford the, clifford yeah clifford's main great idea be like oh yeah i'm gonna put this headset on my head kind of like what happened to josh yeah. over here yeah um be like and he 
puts it on Mewtwo, he becomes a Mewtwo, and he starts wrecking havoc. The only problem is he leaves his body exposed. Yeah, it's to be like that 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 one. Be like, yeah, it's a okay of a plan, but then you start taking everybody over over to become Pokemon. It's like okay, that's a little weird. But then you leave your own body unsecured for anybody who can just walk up and just rip that device off of your head. Be like, there's no he seals away himself in a, a bunker or anything where no one can get to him. But it's just me. Like, I understand it's more for plot convenience, but it's a very weak plot. Well, in the end, that room. he also had a lot of faith in Mrs. Norman slash Ditto to yeah. stop anyone who would come anywhere near him. Right. Until he could actually get his plan right going. And admittedly, had Pikachu and Tim not been there and to stop him. Oh, yeah. His plan probably right. would have gone off without a hit. Probably. Even though. I still fail to understand what combining all the Pokemon with all the humans. Yeah. How's how that actually helps? Yeah. Be like, oh, Other because it you're brings gonna... everyone to their most their most powerful evolution. It's like, okay, but they're still the same Pokemon. Yeah, and half of them aren't even like how long does it take Harry to figure out how to be how to do Pikachu's moves? Yeah. I mean, it, everyone else is gonna be lost for a little ways too. And then they're all going to come and attack you. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, as much as this P- Mewtwo is supposed to still be the Mewtwo from Pokemon the movie, yeah, I don't think he's quite that powerful in this because he was able to uh, com- complete that Mewtwo was a- in the movie was able to completely take over that Nurse Joy's mind, yeah, and completely erase everybody's memories. Yeah, I don't expect Roger in this movie as while well, he's in Mewtwo to be able yeah. to pull that off. What we see of Mewtwo, the uh, Mewtwo otherwise doesn't look like he's capable of that either. Yeah, agreed. I mean, he does er- erase uh, Harry's memories when he puts is, him into Pikachu. Is he erasing Harry's memories, or is that a byproduct of of uh, the willful combination of Harry and Pikachu's consciousness? Yeah. Okay. Because they're literally creating a new person to be. You're creating a new consciousness by merging, so it makes sense that for this, I'm thinking too hard about this, Emily, but the psychology of it to actually work. Now, in your case, I mean, R was obviously involved, so I mean, there was a little, yeah, it was yeah. a little bit different. But. Yeah. And plus, the thing about this, you brought up a very good point: the fact that the R itself be like does wear off in time, so you only have a short amount of time to actually do it. Yeah. So he, there's a good chance that. Even with the parade, he only got about half the town took care of. Yeah, exactly. So then you're dealing be like your plan ultimately partially worked. And I still don't know what advantage he gets from merging the humans with the Pokemon yeah, in the first place. Exactly. Like what what is the what is the point of it? Be like, do you, do you want be like do you want be like apparently he wants like ultimate unification between the species. Mm-hmm. But and I can see that that is a very Pokemon villain thing to right. do. But it still was weird. It was in weird. this, and I, I'm not sure. How, I'm not sure how this works and what his what his ultimate end game is if he had succeeded at this event. Yeah, and also the fact, be like, you look at when uh, when he's in the Mewtwo, his Mewtwo, like the fact, be like, okay, Mewtwo apparently is a very powerful Pokemon. It can literally erase time. <laughs> Like no, it's not, he can't erase time. Well, it, it, it does whatever it, whatever the plot needs it to do, whatever. 
but no, he's got certain limitations, but continue. Okay. There again, <laughs> I'm not as knowledgeable about Pokemon as everybody else, but the, the fact that like this Mewtwo is so powerful, it knows be like, it can, it can do all these fantastical things is what, what kind of, what is it? A psychic Pokemon? It is a psychic type. Yeah. It's a psychic type. It's literally, it can literally be like, Tim is about to take the headset off and literally force Tim to stop. <laughs> It's called telekinesis. Yeah, telekinesis. Yes. Technically, a lot of Pokemon can do that, but Mewtwo would be a lot stronger yeah. at it. I understand for more like plot convenience that he's tied up with P- or Detective Pikachu that he can't, you know, stop him in time. But I'm thinking like you're a telepath. <laughs> you're a telepath, telekinetic. You can do this stuff in three seconds. But it. But here's the thing. Yeah. While merged, as we see with all the other Pokemon mm. human connections, they aren't used to their bodies yet. Yeah. They can't do all the abilities that those Pokemon can do. It took till the end of the movie yeah. for even Pikachu to be able to pull off a Thunderbolt. It's the most easy move for a Pikachu to do. Right. Much less the Electro... Uh, not Electro Ball. That's not what yeah, that's well, called. Well, he did use Electro Ball at one point. Yeah, but that's but, uh, uh, Vol- I think you're thinking of Volt Tackle. Volt Tackle is the one I'm thinking of. The one that injures him at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he, he's able to pull that off once he figures out where that stuff is, but as the human consciousness is there, it's got to learn. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're seeing how to do that. He's just barely figured out how to do telekinesis. That is as true. That is in so reality. True. Yeah. He's got that so sense. many other that makes things. Sense. And that's, that's just me looking at the logic. Yeah. Had had Tim come about two weeks later yeah. into all this mess, he would Mewtwo would have he'd never been able to defeat Mewtwo at all. Yeah, he would he would literally pull a thing and just snap. Yeah. So yeah, that's just the the logic and why our villain does what he does. Be like, there's some of it that makes sense, some of it doesn't make any sense. I agree with you there, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's my that's my second dislike. So that brings us to the end of the episode. So we need to give our final ratings for this movie. Mm-hmm. Josh, what is your final rating for Pokemon Detective Pikachu? I'm going to give it a solid 8.5. Okay. It's, you know, it's like I said, it's a great movie. It's one of the best, if not the best video game movie uh, movies ever made. It's probably my favorite Pokemon movie. And if you're a Pokemon fan and you have not watched this yet for some reason, you need to go watch it. It's it's a must watch for Pokemon fans. That's all I can really say. Okay. All right. I'm going to give it an eight. Like Josh said, it is like one of the be- very best video game adaptations mm-hmm. made. Uh, the ironic thing, though, is it's that because it's actually an adaptation of the anime that the game that the, that the uh, that's also based on the game is why it's able to pull that off, I think. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is still they're able to pull off these designs that are not technically possible in the real world. They're able to craft at least a like semi coherent story throughout the yeah. most things you're actually while. Well, the whole thing with whether or not Pikachu is uh, uh, Tim's dad or not is 
easy to figure out early on. Uh, the rest of the mysteries, they are, uh, a, they are surprised when they finally do get revealed mm. as, and, uh, they don't just hand it to you. They give you plenty of st- ways to figure it out until you get there. But, um, I thought it was very well done. It's a very, it was a great adaptation. A lot of good Easter eggs in there. If you're a Pokemon fan, but you don't need to know them to watch the movie and still enjoy it. So yeah, I'm giving it an eight. Uh, I'm in the same sentiment as drew. Uh, I'm giving it an eight. It's a really well done film, even though for someone like me who is not a Pokemon fan, I'm not as deep into the lore as my, my two established or esteemed uh, host and guest when it comes to Pokemon, but I overall really enjoyed this movie as a story, as a character, you know, as character development between Detective Pikachu and our, our main character, um, Tim. Mm -hmm. And um, like some of the development was very well done story wise, directorial, like it was a great film. And uh, even if you're not a Pokemon fan, and you're just simply an animation fan or just a uh, a movie fan in general, I would definitely agree to go watch this. This is a really well-done film. And it's sad at the current time we're not getting a sequel, which is kind of understandable in some ways. Uh, I hope they kind of continue this kind of tr- this train of thought when it comes to making a Pokemon movie. And uh, that would be fun to watch. Um, and there again, throughout this entire converse, this entire episode of, uh, two guys who know Pokemon be like, it's, it's been very educational talking mm-hmm. about and learning more about this thing, which I was, I'm primarily a Digimon fan, but, um, hint while we did the Digimon tribe movies. Yeah. Um, so I really, really enjoy, I really enjoyed with you guys definitely getting all the information you, you, you have divulged throughout this entire episode has been very uh enlightening in so many ways uh so yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it it's definitely an eight for me that brings us to the end of another episode Mm. our next episode is something with a doll i don't remember um, ugly dolls ugly dolls a movie i know nothing about yeah me either i'd be like i remember we 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 watched the trailer over it uh, I think last year it wasn't last it, year. It was a couple it came years. out in 2019. So yeah. if we watched a trailer, it would have been either, uh, the second half of 2019 video yes. after our very short hiatus when mm-hmm. we had some technical issues. Yes. Or we watched it beforehand. Uh, hang on. I am looking up some trivia right quick. All right. Cause I didn't think to do that ahead of time. <laughs> uh, no, we have not seen Ugly Dolls yet. Be like, I haven't seen Ugly Dolls yet. Yeah, I have known nothing about it. Have you seen it, Josh? Uh, no. I, I know the movie that you're talking about. I remember seeing the trailers. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know about this one. I've I've ran into a few people in over the course of time and to be like, they have watched Ugly Dolls. And I was like, that was a pretty good film. That's what they said about it. There's not a lot of trivia to go off of on this. Is that who I think they're referencing in that one? Who? Uh, so-and-so third time voice acting in a theatrical film after Star and Trolls World Tour. Kelly Clarkson? Yes. Yeah, this is what that says. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward uh, to watching because it was one of those movies when we reviewed it. It's like that looks interesting. It's a little weird, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. Okay, here's the trivia for Ugly Dolls. I'm gonna go with uh, Ugly Dolls has made several cameos in uh, previous family movies. Really? Name one. Ugly Dolls in another ser- in another movie in a, mo- in a movie that came before it. Really? It made cameos in movies that came before it. So just name one of them. You've got a bunch to pick from. Oh, okay. But anyway, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. Uh, do we have anything to add before we close out here? Uh, no, this has been a very enlightening, yeah. very educational episode. Okay. Josh, is there anything that we can, anywhere we can find you on the internet for more, inf- for more of your journeys? Uh, if I go on any more journeys, I might have to make or find a place to start putting them. I'll, I'll let y'all know that at some other point. Uh, you could follow my professional wrestling career uh, with uh, the CWC or ASW at on YouTube. The uh, on the channel Alex Hollenbeck. Okay. H, okay. H O L L E N B E C K. Okay, interesting. I didn't know you were an actual wrestler. It's a uh, we do it on vi- on the video games. Okay, oh, that makes okay. more sense. Yeah. I was about to say, be like, you know, when when did you start doing the, you know, slamming people, Josh? <laughs> oh, I would if I could, but neck issues keep me from doing that for real. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. gotcha. All right, so that, you that, are that playing. Where my name comes from. You're you're doing let's plays essentially. I gotcha. Yes, it, um, it's more when you see me, it's all uh, computer done. It's okay. Uh, we, oh, so you're voice acting. I don't know that. Kind of. It's um, what you'll hear on there when you hear me is like as commentating. Okay. Oh. Although you won't hear me commentating my own matches because I can't commentate while I'm in the ring, obviously. Right. Mm. Unless uh, he's a Mewtwo. Yeah, that would be get awkward, but, uh, but no, he only got Evie. Yeah, that's of course, true. If he had, yeah. he if before the thing separated, if he had gone to Espeon, which is also a psychic type, I mean, yeah, if I'd then he could have. S- but then that I'd would look ra- that would look rather odd. Him wrestling as an Espeon in the middle of a getting professional wrestling a person. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not sure the Pokemon Company would <laughs> would approve of that. Yeah, I, I don't think they would. Uh, anyway, that's going to bring us to the end. Uh, in the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. This is Josh. <laughs> and we'll catch you in the next frame. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox to Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page Drew's photo bin to see his photography. His letterboxed page at GGeorge759. His Twitter at GGeorge759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast. On Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming. On YouTube at Cellcast. On Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts. Google Play Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser.
Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L. Oh, 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 oh